0: Welcome to the Wild Crone Wisdom Podcast with your host Vinita Mohan. In this episode, we explore the cancerous nature of the victim consciousness and what we can do to transmute this dark, powerless energy into the power of self-empowerment. In my last podcast, I talked about the power of story-making, ending with the question, Who would you be without your stories? In that regard, one of the most powerful stories that can keep us stuck in life is the story of the victim. The victim archetype is very powerful and can sometimes become the central core belief about ourselves around which we weave stories of our lives. The victim archetype is born early in life and is one of the survival adaptation archetypes that we all possess. A survival adaptation archetype, according to the intuitive life strategist Robert Ohoto, means it is an archetype that was born in order to survive and adapt to a particular family dynamic. What is an archetype? Archetypes are universal inborn models of people, behaviors, and personalities that play a role in influencing human behavior. For example, child princess, mother, queen, bully, and so on. All archetypes are impersonal energies with both light and shadow sides, depending on how we manifest it in our lives. The victim is born early in our development when we first experience a sense of powerlessness. Children often experience very little power in their lives. The adult caregivers very often make all the decisions for them about the what, when, where, how, and why of their lives. Many children feel the parents have the power over rather than power with them. When they first experience the sense of powerlessness, children will often use the words, it's not fair. This is the first sense of feeling like a victim. When children do not get their legitimate needs met, when they are bullied, abused, or often unfairly punished, the victim archetype is strengthened. While these examples are overt displays of powerlessness, there are also other more covert ways that children lose their voice. This happens, for example, when they experience a very intrusive parent or an overbearing parent, like Tiger Mom a fused family dynamic where the individuality is not allowed, any expression, and or punished, or where there is emotional blackmailing and using shame as a parenting tool. In addition, children do as they see, not as they are told. So if they see the adults in their families play out the victim archetype in how they perceive their lives, they also learn to model that behavior as adults. The medical intuitive Carolyn Mays says that the core issue of the victim is whether it's worth giving up your sense of empowerment to avoid taking responsibility for your independence. In other words, as long as you can hide behind the victim mentality, you get to blame everyone else for your problems and not hold yourself personally accountable for your challenges and struggles. When we feel like a victim, It may be because of a few fundamental reasons. Boundary violations, lack of personal integrity, power-powerlessness mix-up, all of which leads us to not finding our voice. Finding our voice and speaking your truth can be an extremely daunting task for many of us, especially for women. In families where speaking your truth had a very negative consequence, Children learn very quickly that the very best way to survive is to silence that voice, ignore their inner intuition, accept your learned helplessness, and blame your failures on others, fate, karma, conspiracies, and so on. In some adults, the victim archetype becomes the central commanding voice in their lives and guides their entire life narrative. The social groups they interact with, Books they read, occupations that they might have or not, support groups they attend, religious groups they might belong to, political leaders they follow, all feed the story of it's not fair and it is somebody else's fault. For some of us, this identity is so strong that even if there was a way to break free of it, we hesitate because we wonder if I'm not a victim then who am I? This fear of losing our victim identity can be so terrifying that we choose to keep this victim story alive. After all, we may have invested decades of time and energy into keeping this autobiographical narrative activated. And once you take that away, it leaves a huge void in our lives. So how does one break out of the story? The fundamental issue with the victim story is to challenge your relationship to power. Feeling like a victim is the first indication that there has been a power-powerlessness mix-up, meaning either you feel you are powerless when you do have power in a given situation or you grab for power in situations where you actually don't have any. As an example, You let your boss know that you're going to be away this weekend at a yoga retreat with poor self-service. And let's say that the boss pings you on your way to the retreat with an urgent task due by Monday morning. What are your choices here? You can fret and fume and cuss out your boss and work on the assignment all weekend, feeling like nothing good ever happens to you. That's the victim and the martyr mode. B. You can feel victimized, ignore him, and fume about it over the entire weekend and blame him for ruining it for you. Still, the victim mode. Or C. You can gently remind the boss about your retreat plans and let him know that you will be able to attend to the task bright and refreshed on Monday morning. What you don't have the power to do in this case is to change your boss's behavior and his seemingly blatant disregard of your request. What you do have the power to do is to advocate for your needs and exercise your agency. So I would invite you to take a closer look at evaluating where you have power and where you don't, and in situations where you do have power, taking that power back and owning it. Another indication of feeling like a victim is that there has been some sort of boundary violation. According to the shame researcher, Dr. Brene Brown, boundaries means knowing what you like and what you don't like and communicating that consistently to the self and others. Setting boundaries is an act of self love and will involve disappointing others. Brene says, daring to set boundaries is about having the courage to choose loving ourselves, even if we risk disappointing others. It is this risk of disappointing others that terrifies most people about finding their voice. In the short term, it may be easier to silence our voices, avoid taking responsibility for our independence, and hide behind shame and blame. In the long run, this pattern of the shadow victim destroys our life energy and keeps us feeling stuck in our victim stories. Bringing our shadow victim to light requires us to practice a lot of self-compassion. Understanding that the victim story is a maladaptive coping strategy developed by a young child to survive its environment may help us evoke the feelings of compassion towards our inner child victim. It is important to remember that this coping strategy worked for you as a child growing up in that particular family. But the problem arises if we try to now employ it as a general strategy in all adult situations. However, it is imperative that we do not shame this victim voice, but with courage, compassion, and kindness, find ways to gently guide it into the light of self-empowerment. Victim consciousness very often takes us down a powerless and helpless spiral. It is a very cancerous energy and can make us susceptible to being conned by modern day spellcasters who lurk all over social media. At its worst manifestation, victim consciousness turns violent and causes destruction to self and others. Nipping this victim tendency. In the bud, by redirecting it towards empowering choices through accountability and responsibility is essential for bringing peace to this world. May we be kind to ourselves. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Wild Prone Wisdom with your host Vinita Mohan. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist from the Bay Area, California, specializing in trauma and attachment repair. I'm also a certified EMDR specialist and a certified shamanic practitioner. In this podcast series, we delve into the journey of our spiritual essence, having a human experience. While many social scientists study human emotions, thoughts and behaviors, and others explore transcendental experiences, few bridge the gap to help embody the spiritual wisdom in everyday life. I call this the psycho-spiritual path. Through this podcast, I hope to share bite-sized practical insights for navigating life as an empowered, sovereign being. If you found this episode valuable, we'd greatly appreciate your support. Please consider rating, reviewing, commenting, and subscribing on your podcast platform to help us reach a wider audience. You can explore more of my writings on Medium by following the link in the show notes. We'd also love to hear about your experience. So feel free to share your thoughts with us at wildpronewisdompodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for being part of our journey. Please be advised, the information provided in the Wild Prone Wisdom Podcast is intended for general information purposes only. Vinita Mohan is a licensed therapist and healer However, the content shared in this podcast does not replace or constitute professional advice, therapy, or counseling. It is essential to consult with a qualified mental health professional for personalized guidance regarding your unique circumstances. Thank you.